First there was Ben and Jerry. No way, that was Tom and Jerry. Then came the ice cream dudes. Anywho, fast forward a bit, and this is Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Fast forward a bit from Ben and Jerry's, even though they're still around. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. How are you going, Luke? Very well, Lewis. It's great to be here as usual. Yes, we've got a good show coming up. Um, so what, what have you got for us? I'm going to teach you, or just everyone really listening, mm. I mean, how to be the best at everything. I found the secret to all knowledge. I found That's something incredible. that holds all knowledge in the world on the weekend, and I'm willing to share small amounts at a time, week by week, with you. Well, if you gave us all of the knowledge at once, It'd be too your much. brain would explode. No, so I, I approve of this, yeah. and uh, it'll make for great filler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great padding content. Um, yes. Also, we were disrespected by the radio industry recently, yeah. and we have to talk about this. It's an outrage, it's a scandal, and I won't stand for it. Yeah, and also, I'm going to go for a, for a world record in the the show. At some point in today's show, I'll be going for a world record. That's all I'm saying. It's big talk. It's big talk. But we only do big at Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, you had a very exciting weekend. Mate, last night uh, I achieved greatness. Yeah, w- wasn't <laughs> planning on it, but just, you know, sometimes I just do that. Oh, sometimes you just accidentally achieve yeah. human supremacy. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about dabbling last week and sometimes I dabble in greatness. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, last night was uh, at the golf driving range with a friend. Oh, that's, and, that's uh, pretty great. I saw, <laughs> This isn't the greatness. Okay. That was uh, normalness. And then, so I started hitting a few balls, just firing them off pretty quickly. And then mm-hmm. it got me thinking, what's the most amount of balls to be hit? Like, what's the fastest time you know to hit balls in a minute? Like Googled a Guinness it. World Record. Yeah, like the most golf balls hit in a minute or something right. like that. Uh, Googled it. The most golf balls hit, it's a two-minute record. The most golf balls hit in two minutes is 133. And that I doesn't thought, sound like that much. Well, I thought, piece of cake. Obviously, I couldn't be bothered to do the whole two minutes. I'm a well, busy that's, man. That's what I think. Like, why is it? Who decides the time limit? Why is it two minutes? It just is. Anyway, so I started doing like, you know, I, I was like, I can't be bothered to do two minutes. I'll just break it down. You didn't have two minutes? No. I'm Your busy. attention span doesn't spend <laughs> two minutes? I'm not going to spend two minutes wasting my time on that. It's a lot got, of balls. Yeah, I've got other records to beat. So then I had to, uh, you know, I was like, all right, halve that. That's 66.5 balls in yeah. one minute. Wait, Again, you can't just halve a record. I don't have uh, one minute. So we divided that by six. <laughs> So I did 11 balls in 10 seconds, and we've got some audio here from my Snapchat last night. Go. Oh, doing Four, well so far. Five, six, seven, <laughs> oh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yes! yes! Hang on. World record holder. I did 11 balls. Yeah, by ratio, I beat him. I beat the guy who did it. But you can't loophole your way into the Guinness Book of World Records. Absolutely you can. How else do you achieve greatness? By following the rules? Nah. (laughs) I'm not a stickler for rules. I'm more about just achieving greatness in short bursts. That's like entering the 100 metres in the Olympics and running for one step. You're like, I did it. I'm the best. Yeah. If you beat Usain out of the blocks, I would call that an achievement. <laughs> can anyone can can you be proud of me for once? No, I'm. T- anyway. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> so you know, I'm feel I was feeling pretty good about this world record. Was right. celebrating immensely, as you heard in that video. Things got pretty loose after that. Uh, gave it a second shot. Actually, I got that in my second attempt. Yeah, Wait, I'm, it took you. I did, up you the did it first twice. Time. I got so nervous. I hit ten balls, and then I swung and missed the third, the eleventh ball three times on the first attempt. <laughs> So maybe this two-minute world record is actually yeah, quite hard. but it got me thinking. I'm like, you know what? While I'm on a hot streak of world record breaking, I thought I should give another one a crack on the show today. 
Okay. Yeah. So. You're going to break another... Wait, are you going to break a real world record? They're or? all real, mate. Last night was real. You're looking <laughs> at the a Guinness World Book of Record holder. Um, if you don't count... Why? Because you bought the book and now you're holding it? Pardon? Or because you were awarded the... <laughs> I do own a copy of the book, so... Guinness Book World Book of Records holder. holder. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to beat a record. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to spend 60 All right, so after the break, you're going to do another I'm going to beat a world record. I'm going to have a crack at most... I think it's most marshmallows eaten in a minute. Obviously, I don't have a minute. I'm a busy man, so I'll break that down. Uh, 15 seconds, 6.25 marshmallows. Can he do it? Find out after the break. (laughs) Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. For those uh, who weren't tuning in before the break, you're about to hear and witness greatness. Uh, last night, I was dabbling in greatness, broke a world record, too easy. Uh, when I say broke a world record... Te- technically broke a yeah, world record. So the I broke the world record. 133 was the most golf hits of a golf ball in two minutes. I don't have two minutes. I'm a busy guy. Broke that down. Worked out that if I did 11 golf balls, if I hit 11 golf balls in 10 seconds... I'll be the new world record holder technically, and I'm all about a mathematical win. So today, while I'm on a hot streak of world record breaking, I thought, why stop? Let's go for another one. Yeah. I'll so probably continue this run forever. What record are you going to break next, <laughs> well, technically? I, I googled easy world records, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I found one that I think is beatable. It's 25... Uh, marshmallows in a minute. Again, we're both busy guys. This is yeah. a radio show. Where we've got a lot going on. We don't have a minute. But I do have 15 seconds. Yes. So if I worked out that to be, if I do 6.25 uh, marshmallows in 15 seconds, I'm a world record holder. And this is good because fatigue's not a factor in this. Yeah. yeah. And So I, I obviously, again, busy guy. Don't have time for this. I told Lewis, run down uh, to the shops to get me some marshmallows. And have you got them? Yeah, well, as you know, it's Halloween at the moment. The uh, supermarket was actually sold out of marshmallows, but I've got something good. Give me a second. I'll, I'll bring it to you. Okay. <laughs> How he's going, he's reaching over to get a package. I've got these. So. What are they? They're not marshmallows. These are chocolate royales. So they're chocolate biscuits. On the bottom, it's biscuit. In the middle, it's strawberry jam. Mm. And on top, it's marshmallow. So if you just eat the tops, <laughs> you're, that still counts as eating so a marshmallow. I'm disappointed because these aren't regulation size, and you know how seriously I take my world records. Well, so seriously. So that I've you're come in today it. with a good segment plan, mate. I'm going to beat a world record and show. Oh, look at this, man. and you're just trying to make a mockery look, of my achievements. Look at that. No, you see, you should have fished them all out before. These are really good. Okay, so all right, we're doing six. Yeah. Right, I'll so get you six just have here. to eat. You just have to eat the tops. Of six in how long? In 15 seconds. 6.25, so I get out okay. seven. He's, a li- he's, a, he's a lining them up. All he's right. lining the biscuits. Now, th- there is the added difficulty of... It's, it's, it's chocolate. <laughs> how am I going to bite it? This is not fair. You just eat the tops, man. It's really soft. It's a marshmallow on top. Don't worry about the bottoms. That's unnecessary, right? Just pretend it's not even there. All right. You ready? I'm going to have to yeah. move the mic. Michael, do we have a timer? Yeah. You just tell me when to ready? go. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Marshmallows. He's, he's got one down. He's gotten down a second one. He's leaving the bottoms alone. He's not even touching the jam, which is in the middle. He's three down. Come on, eat him. He's smashing. That's four. Come on, keep going. That's five. Oh, he's up to five. That's six. You got to finish it though. You got to chew. You got to swallow. Oh, he's failed. He's failed. What do you have to say for yourself, Luke? <laughs> he can't talk. See, so you can't even divide this world record, Luke. I'm incredibly disappointed in you. You've absolutely failed. I just saw that stick in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so we've we've equi- we've proven that uh, even if you divide and try and cheat the world record, sometimes that is impossible. Luke, how do you feel? I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think it was easier to divide it? Um, I think I could have done it with real marshmallows. No, that was real marshmallows. Swallowing them—that's the issue. Yeah, you can easily fit them in your mouth. <laughs> Luke, are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog person. No. Yeah, you don't. You're not into cats. Not into cats. How uh, come? Uh, I like things that are nice to me and <laughs> and actually, yeah, care when I speak for them. You know, just yeah. I like the company of a dog as opposed to the distance that cats. The disrespect. Of yeah, a the cat. disrespect of a cat. My girlfriend has cats. Yeah, and I'm constantly disrespected. I feel disrespected by it, and my girlfriend goes, "Oh, he loves you." I'm like, dude, if that's love. Then what does he like? I can't even imagine the disrespect that he gives to someone who he's neutral towards. <laughs> yeah, cats. Having a cat is like being in an abusive relationship with a dog. <laughs> they're just they're just emotionally distant. Yeah, they'll come near you, ask for a rub, you'll give it to them, and then they'll hit you. Like it's just yeah. no good. Yeah, I get scratched by it occasionally. Yeah, cat. They're just confusing. I've only ever met one cat that I liked, and it's it's the one in my street. And every now and then I give it a scratch, and then and then we part ways. And I'm like, that's enough for me. That's as much cat as I need in my life. <laughs> You're just patting street cats. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm down for street cats. So. Um, the reason why I ask you this is because um, rescue officials and police, uh, the, it, like drug, drug task force police, have figured out that cats have a nose that is 10 times better than dogs. Wow. Yeah. Putting dogs to shame. And dogs have quite good noses. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what the the um, rescue staff and drug task force people are trying to work out is, okay, so we know for a fact now that cats would actually be better than dogs in a search and rescue situation, but we have no idea how to make them care about anything we yeah. want them to care about. If you put a cat on a leash and go, hey, sniff this, I don't care. It would just sleep, I don't care. It would just be yeah. like, oh. You try and put a you try and put a cat in a leash and it'll just lie down and you would have to drag it along the ground. Yeah, it'd get it get like like burns all over it and still wouldn't stand up. I asked like you know my my girlfriend. I'm like, what does your cat do? Because like you know you have dogs and you're like, yeah. oh the dog like he he chases the birds like he he likes to sit in his spot. And I'm like, yeah. what does your cat like to do? Because every time I it come just home, just sits there. Yeah, cats just sit there and they walk around or they will hide in pretty places. much a, a rug with a pulse. Yeah. Like, what are you even doing? Like, I think cats really get down to what they actually want to do when you leave the house. Like, like, like that street cat that I always run into. Yeah, That's what's what doing? he's really into, is just hanging getting out pats. with strangers, getting pats. Stranger pats. Killing wildlife. But that's, can we say, that's still not productive. Like, No, it's not. <laughs> cats aren't productive at all, and that's the problem. Yeah, police, yeah, to, to get a cat to care about... Think, how do they get dogs to do it? They entice dogs with treats. Yeah, well, dogs are just very, very simple. They like food, or you, or that you don't even have to give them food. Like seeing eye, seeing eye dogs, you train them without food because you know blind people aren't always going to have treats on them, and yeah. if they don't have treats, and the dog won't do something, that'd be dangerous. So they literally train a dog with just belly rubs. <laughs> All right. So if you worked in the drug d- department, right, and mm. you worked with sniffer dogs, how would you entice a cat to do the job to do the dog's job? I, How would you entice the cat? Uh, I would try all of the tricks that I tried on the dog, and then I would resort to desperate threatening, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, I wanted to talk to you about uh, a couple of sports that I've seen recently. Yeah, or at Do least tell. things that people claim are sports. Yeah, I was walking through a park the other day and I saw about thirty people, fifteen people on each team. You'd think they might be playing soccer, maybe baseball. Mm-hmm. It's a bit obscure, but no, they were playing Quidditch, <laughs> the fictional sport that, from Harry Potter. That that you would argue the most important part is magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do they? How are they flying around? Okay. They weren't. The only reason I knew it was Quidditch was because they were wearing like a Harry Potter house uniforms, uh-huh. and they had sticks between their legs. Not brooms. No, there was. They weren't even brooms. They were just like sticks between their legs, <laughs> and they were running around, and they had those three like goalpost hoop things. On either side, but they were made out of plastic so that every time the ball hit the rim of it, it would fall over. <laughs> <laughs> like those Auskick gold goalposts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but Quidditch. That's not a sport. <laughs> no. Yeah, see, when you're playing it in that regard, not a sport. How are they doing the golden snitch? Did they have a fishing line rigged up over the park? I don't know. And were know. they just sending it down and someone had to catch it? Yeah, isn't the snitch kind of sentient? Like yeah. It's, it's, it's it can't a magical... be controlled by someone else unless yeah. you rolled it on the ground and you yeah. had to pick it up. Not a sport. Yeah. Right? That's imaginary. You're playing an imaginary game. <laughs> Didn't that the conversation though? Oi, Maka, don't forget the quaffle. <laughs> yeah, but it was a full on league. Like it was organized by oh. adults. Like adults were driving their kids to yeah, Quidditch. Not a sport. No. Like if I was driving my kid to Quidditch, I would just be the most disappointed father. <laughs> <laughs> what does your kid play? Soccer? Mm. My kid's really good at Quidditch, yeah. an imaginary sport. <laughs> Uh, but it got me thinking that a lot of things are called sports, but they're not really sports. Like, yeah. I read a news article that said skydiving was a sport. No, it's not. It's an activity. I think this happens a lot. Like, the miscategorization of activities and leisure things are yeah. called sport when I they're think not. anything that happens in a pub, like billiards, darts, and poker... Not yeah. a sport. No, they're no. games. You can get, and don't get me wrong, you can get really good at the game yeah. and you can that, you can be a professional pool player, but that's a game. Yeah. You're not an athlete. I, I've got a few more to throw at you. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on fishing? Mm, hobby. Not yeah. a sport. Hobby that can turn into a profession. Like, that's like calling comedy a sport. I, I just think anything you can do while drinking is not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> Which is comedy. You can yeah. do that while you're drinking. Chess. Not a sport. Chess, that's a game. Very, very high skill level, but that's still a game. Ten pin bowling. Okay, you 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 got a hard one. It's on Wii Sports, but they also do it at kids' parties. So okay. you got to weigh yeah, it up. Yeah, I'll put that on the borderline. Not too sure about bowling. What do you? What else do you have? Tug of war. Okay, that could be considered a sport because it's teams. I have the the definition of sports. Yeah, an activity involving physical exertion. So that rules out any kind of bar things and skill in which an individual or a team competes against others. For entertainment. See, I think shooting is a sport because it's in the Olympics and it's skill-based, but it doesn't require physical exertion. No physical exertion. So, so archery is that... not a sport? No. No way. How would you get tired doing archery? <laughs> Looking too hard? What is it? A game? What is it then? It's an activity. It's a hobby that, that you, you can get really good at. people in. Yeah. Which becomes a sport. It's like saying video games are a sport. They're yeah. not. They're esports at best. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that tug-of-war definitely is a sport. All right. But anything Last one. in a pub. Mm? Crossfit. <laughs> it's a sport for wankers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, do you know what the ACRA Awards are? No, but do enlighten me. Okay, it's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it stands for Best Joke of the Year, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, it stands for the Australian Commercial Radio Awards. Right. I do not know. How did I not know this? I mean, I work in commercial radio. <laughs> they happened last weekend, and you don't know about it, and I didn't know about it because we were not invited. This is an outrage. The ACRA Awards, <laughs> the Australian Commercial Radio Awards, did not invite the biggest show on the Triple M Modern Digital Network. What? It's ridiculous. It was. A, it's the biggest. It's the biggest radio industry event of the year. It's like. It's like the Arias. Or the Oscars, but for radio. So who was there representing Triple M Modern Digital? No one. That's Because ridiculous. we're the only show, and we didn't get an invite. This is disrespect. It's an outrage. And in response, I'm going to be holding our own ACRA Awards, where only Triple M Modern Digital shows are eligible to be nominated and to win awards. So That's why there was a red carpet on the way in here. I was very confused. And I, I, I think you'll be happy to say that uh, I'm organising the event and I've officially chosen you as the host for this I'm the events. host. Yes, you're the host. What Congratulations, an honor to be Luke. Bestowed Congratulations. Upon. All right, so we're going to start uh, the awards. So Do could I you need just... any uh, award things? Yeah, or? I've got a few awards for you to give out um, because I'm part of the uh, nominating committee and the judges. Yep. So uh, could you just please welcome everyone to the event? A bit strange that you didn't consult me. Well... You're the host, mate. I'm the judges. Stay in your lane, all right? Welcome, everyone, to the event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, first ever inaugural. Uh, Luke and Lewis hold their own uh, their own protest, their own award ceremony in protest. Uh, please be seated. Uh, your fire emergency exits are to your left and right, <laughs> um, but, uh, which you will need to know because this uh, ceremony is going to be lit. So, um, <laughs> all right. So here's the here's the first envelope with the reward in it, so. and I will now present the first award at the uh, inaugural. So you can just read what it says on there. Uh, I'm presenting the first uh, award, which is for best show on Triple M Modern Digital. <gasps> Ooh, oh, we must be in with the show, I but I have win. to be biased. Hang on. Yeah, he's pulling I'm out the envelope. The envelope. <gasps> It's, no, I wrote it there, idiot. <laughs> Lewis and Luke for lunch. We did it! We did it! Oh, my God! That's not our show name. I can't believe it! Lewis and Luke for lunch won best show of the year. Wouldn't it be Luke and Lewis for lunch? Well, I don't know. I didn't write that down. I mean, I must have been the standout you of did. the show. You, you made up this whole event. <laughs> uh, false. Please <laughs> please read out. Right. Here's the next envelope. Here's the next award. I'll Michael, play the music. Done here. <laughs> okay. If this, is, if this goes in a biased fashion, ladies and gentlemen, the next award is Best Presenter of the Year. Whoa. Jeez, I wonder who's going to get I'm so nervous. Oh. Lewis Spears. Oh! What a surprise. Oh, oh my God, thank you so much. I'd like to thank God, my manager, uh, Luke Kidgel as well, who's on the show, Lewis and Luke for lunch with me. Uh, thank you so much. This is just a great honour. <sighs> yep, keep... Start playing him off. Like, start playing the... Thank you so much. Play, play if my off. speech goes yeah. too long, that's yeah. a good You're idea. You're being played off right, right now. Right, last of all. Right, let me go sit back down in my seat. Hang on, I haven't given him the envelope. Michael, you're a little bit early with the drum rolls. Okay. All right, here's the final award. Please yep. present it. Uh, okay. Play the music. <laughs> the, the award for the best assistant radio presenter <laughs> of the year. Oh, who's it going to be? Also, Lewis Spears. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I would like to thank God again, my manager again, and uh, my teammate, Luke Kidgel, who's also on the show with me. He didn't get any awards tonight, but he deserves it just as much as I See, do. See, this is why you it's... weren't invited. All right. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. 
Luke, are you across uh, American politics at the moment? You know me. Uh, when I'm not smashing world records, I'm reading about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually rarely doing both. <laughs> I wonder if he's got any world records. I bet he does. Mm, world's worst president. <laughs> <laughs> That'd come close. Um, yeah, so uh, recently uh, in America... You know what? He's probably the only president to ever also have a casting have a casted role in WWE wrestling. That's I don't think true. Barack Obama ever stepped in the ring and George shaved Washington. someone's head. No, I've never seen George Washington body slam someone. No. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Donald Trump, uh, he's the president of America, in case you didn't know. Um, and recently, the Virgin Islands uh, have experienced hurricanes. Obviously, you would know exactly where the Virgin Islands are, being a geography master, Luke. Yeah, I did, ge- I did year 10 geography. Um, mm. Did two weeks of cotton production in the uh, Goldburn Valley and just lost interest after that. So I honestly could not tell you where the Virgin Virgin Islands are. Right next to Goldburn Valley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the, the Virgin Islands... So that, I don't like that we got away with that as a joke, because Goldburn Valley is in uh, northern New South Wales, and you clearly also have no idea where the Virgin Islands are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make fun of you, but I've got no idea yeah. either. Anyway, America, clearly Donald Trump doesn't know where the Virgin Islands are either, because they've been experiencing hurricanes recently, a lot of natural disasters, so Donald Trump travelled to the Virgin Islands to uh, speak to the people, be there for moral support, and he said this. And I will tell you, I left Texas, and I left Florida, and I left Louisiana, and I went to Puerto Rico, and I met with the president of the Virgin Islands. Donald Trump says he met with the president of the Virgin Islands. Can I tell you a secret, Luke? Yeah. Donald Trump is the president of the Virgin Islands. He wakes up, looks in the mirror, met with the president. (laughs) So I don't know what he thought he was doing, because he actually did go there, but I don't know if he thought... That it wasn't part of America, yeah. or he met with someone... He went there for a holiday, and is now trying to put on a press conference to say he was productive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's just completely outed himself, because really, he's the boss of everything to do with America, and I feel like he wants to pretend like everything is not like his fault. Yeah. Do he doesn't I mean? realise that he's responsible for that. He's like, you know, I met with the boss. He's responsible for those people, yeah? Yeah. He is the boss. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and then I kind of I thought, that's ridiculous. But then I realized, hang on, I do this all the time because I run my own business and I am my own boss. Mm. But sometimes I'll pretend to be other people that work in my business. And I have zero employees, right? <laughs> so do you pretend to be? Like, well, uh, for example... Are I'm, you your own assistant? Yeah, I'm my own assistant. Uh, I'm my own executive assistant as well. I'm my assistant's assistant. Yeah. I'm everything to do with my company. But uh, You're a busy man. <laughs> oh, I know. I've got so many roles that I need to fulfill. Maybe yeah. I should knock a few out of my business, but yeah. that's something I'll talk I'm to myself Lord about Mayor. later. I'm Lord Mayor of my business. That's great. I signed off a contract the other day as Lord Elder, <laughs> um, and the guy couldn't dispute it because... Yeah, it's your business. Because you can it, be whatever you want. Yeah, he signed off as CEO. I knew for a fact he was the only one at the business as well. So but, I was like, oh, if you're going to do it, Lord Elder. You've done the same, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, what I'll do often is... Uh, I'm, I'm too in New Zealand uh, this week, and uh, I've set up another email called tickets at lewispears.com. Mm. I, I sh- really shouldn't be revealing this massive secret, <laughs> but I pretend that I have a customer service employee that works and at, at answering emails, so whenever anyone asks for
for a refund for a, for a stupid reason, <laughs> tickets at loosebeers.com yeah. will say no. It's just sorry. you sitting there with a mustache on, <laughs> replying to emails. And then they'll complain to me, and I'll go, sorry, mate, it's out of my hands. That's the ticket team. I had nothing to do with that one. Sorry, no money, no refunds, mate. This <laughs> is you three hours ago <laughs> logging into a different email. And they'll never know. Well, except- now they will. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Lewis, over the weekend, was having a bit of a clean-out of my bedroom. Well, that's uh, rare. Yeah, it is. And I uh, was going through my bookshelf and discarding a few old books mm. that I uh, perhaps don't read too much. Or uh, perhaps never all, read. Yeah, all of them. Likely. They just got rid of the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, found one that particularly caught my interest. Uh, right. It's called The Boys Book, How to Be the Best at Everything. Everything. And immediately I was like, big call. It, but well, looking at it, it's not. Exactly, it's a only, very big it's book. It's only 127 pages long, but apparently, according to the title, How to Be the Best at Everything, it holds all the secrets to how to be the best at everything. Well, I would like to be... I feel like I'm I'm pretty good at a lot of things, but I don't think I'm like the best at anything yet. So would you like to know the secrets to everything? Yeah, absolutely. Everything? Let's do it. Hit it, Michael. Proudly presenting The Boys Book, How to Be the Best at Everything. Yeah, the boys! Woo! <laughs> now, this uh, book probably is <laughs> is male-targeted, yeah. but uh, there is stuff in here that's just... So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a few examples of the things that, that you may learn over the future, um, like how to lasso like a cowboy, just things that you need to I know. I do really need to know that. Uh, how to be a maths magician. Just stuff like that. That's, I didn't even know that existed, no, but, but immediately I want to be the best at it. Yeah. So today I'm going to start you off with a basic one. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, <laughs> Something simple and light. How to be a Catholic saint. Saint? Uh, yes. That's a big... Don't you have to die before you can be a saint? That's uh, number one. <laughs> <laughs> There's three ways for you to become a Catholic saint. Okay. I think you may have to do all of them. Uh, um, just quickly before we begin, uh, I'm not Catholic. Is that that's right. a requirement? Um, well, read, read the book. We'll, we'll, see, find, we'll out. find out. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, this is the start of you being the best at everything. Okay, so again, well, let's day do one, it. you're not going to probably be the best. I'm going to be a Catholic saint, but uh, and, and the best one as well, not okay. just a saint. Uh, number one is die. Uh, in the Roman Catholic Church, you cannot usually become a saint until you have at least, until five years after Is that death. actually what it says? Yeah, die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if we should... Maybe that should be the last one that we do. Probably shouldn't be the first one, because no, then how am I going to complete everything else? No, it gets to the point. I like that about this book. Mate, All right. I didn't say this is going to be easy, being the best at everything. Well, I just thought I would get a little bit further in my radio career before I start dying for stunts. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple on modern digital. Anyway, so number... <laughs> number take it seriously, Lewis. I number am. two... Uh, local bishops must investigate your life and send their findings to the Pope. So do you have any bishops that could uh, in- No, but in uh, primary school I had a friend called Alan Bishop. <laughs> yeah, we'll give Alan a call and yeah. get him to start investigating. The bishop family wants to investigate me. Yeah. I'm down. I'm sure that counts. It didn't state a religious bishop. It just said a bishop. Yep. So he is a bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the Pope proclaims you are a virtuous role model. Now... Mm-hmm. In the past, perhaps you you haven't been viewed as a role model, but I think well, you're I have been a, a role model, quarter. just not a virtuous one. Mm. Like, like I would say, like a negative role model. Was Alan a fan of you? Um, uh, I bullied him in primary school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he's not the Pope, so who cares? <laughs> Number four. Uh, two verifiable miracles must have occurred because of you. Oh. So you need to cause two miracles. Well, Officially, I don't even have to do them. I just have to cause them. No trickery. 
and it must suspend the laws of nature. So if you could currently perform two miracles on the show, that'd be great. I'll just wait. Okay, well, I was thinking that uh, initially I thought beating you in this race would be a miracle, but then I thought, nah, that's just easy. Mm. So it doesn't really count as a miracle. No, that would count as miracle number one. Number Uh, two, you still need another one. Number two, um, uh, I I won a few Acra Awards. Yeah. All three of them, actually. You know what? That is a miracle that you could ever be acknowledged by <laughs> by the uh, Australian Commercial Radio Awards in well, your second week of radio. I'll take it. Pope, hit me up. Ladies Make and gentlemen, Lewis Spears has become a Catholic saint. You've done it. How I've to be the it. best in everything. Well done. <laughs> Luca Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Lewis, we need to talk about our run. Get some of the uh, fine details sorted. Just yes. some real, you know, just boring stuff. Need really. to nut out the details. Yeah, nut out some, you know. Yeah. You can't, you can't hold a race. Yes, the race is all fun and games, but, you know. Behind and, the scenes, it's a big operation. Yeah. I mean, you need a lot of people to witness this, the destruction I will bring upon thee <laughs> in <And> race format. <laughs> <laughs> we we realise that we need, because we realise that we have, a, this is a radio show, right? Mm. In the end of the day, this is a radio show. And uh, if we're both running... Pretty hard. Like, who's going to be commentating the race? Yeah, we can't just have, like, aggressive panting yeah. for <laughs> the, the 10 seconds it'll take me to run it and then the three minutes it'll take you to run it. Like, that's just too much aggressive panting. And this is what I mean. He knows nothing about running. 10 seconds. Do you know what uh, Usain Bolt runs 100 metres in? Like 9.7? Yeah, and you're going to run 402 metres in 10 seconds. Well, yeah, I've got, I've got 0.3 seconds of leeway to I don't finish know if, the rest I, of I don't 300 metres. It's, <laughs> it's overconfidence or lack of knowledge. Either way, I'm going to smash <laughs> right, it's a little bit. Of, it's a little bit of both. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. All right. So we wanted. Uh, we realised. Look, we need someone to commentate this race. We yes. can't do it. We'll be busy running. Um, but not just anyone. We want someone who who can really impress us with their commentating skills. So yeah. what did you have in mind for them to prove that well, they can commentate? I think I don't want any old person to commentate a no. race. There should be an audition process. Mm-hmm. All right. There should be some vetting before you know. Can't just get any old person. So I think they need to show us that they can commentate. And what better race to commentate than our uh, Stephen Bradbury's race from the uh, Winter Olympics back when uh, Classic race. the Australian won. Uh, if you're not familiar with the race, he's behind. It's an ice a, skating race. Yeah, ice skating rink. He's behind by about half a lap. Uh, he's coming fifth out of five. And then all the first four competitors <laughs> fall over in the last uh, lap. And then he comes through and wins the race. So the only reason he won that race was because he was coming so dead last yeah. that everyone falling over didn't affect him. Yeah. So if you, like, obviously our race is going to be one of the, you know, most, you know, historic events of Australian sporting history. So we wanted you to commentate the second most, uh, historic event of Australian sporting history, which is, of course, that race. Yeah, so so um, if you send us uh, a video or some audio of you commentating that race, if you send it to us on Facebook, uh, we will watch it, and whoever we think is is the best, the most charismatic, the most entertaining commentator, you can commentate our race live on radio. And the race will be in Melbourne, so you'll have to be able to get to Melbourne. Yeah, we don't have have a uh, commentating flight budget here at Triple M Modern Digital, (laughs) so you're going to have to walk there. And also, another thing we need for the race is um where we need a banner at the end for me to run through when I beat you. So like a well, it should you, say like congrats, Luke. You, you everyone knew you, you do, had it all look, along, or something like that. <laughs> it's just something. 
Positive. Uh, okay, no. You, and we'll, we'll, so we'll need a banner for me to run through and for Luke to be disappointed that he didn't run through. We also need a way to start the race, whether that's a gun. Well, because we can't well, really not do a real a gun, gun in public. Yeah, maybe you an want to air do it horn. on the street. You want to do this race this on is the a street. street race. Yeah, because I, I live life on the street. I train mm. on the street. I'm all about that street life. All right? Yeah. So we need a, like a, 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 an air gun or an air horn or it doesn't have to be air related, but uh, that would be a bonus. Mm. <laughs> if you just have an instrument, if, you, if someone wants to bring a trombone along, I'll have it. A tuba. Yeah, 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 a brass instrument. That's how we want to start this race. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's whatever kind of brass instrument you have, bigger the better. Yeah, that's how we'll start the race. We want a big tuba. Yeah, one of those things that you wear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So if you can help us at and at all with these requests, uh, or even just have any thoughts, if you think we've missed anything, give us your pitch on what we may have missed. Uh, Give us a call right now. After the break, we want to hear your thoughts on our race. one three hundred one six one double o six. Give us a call. What have we missed? What else do we need for this race? Or can you supply a tuba? <laughs> <laughs> That's one three hundred one six one double o six. Give us a call. What does our race need? This is Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Lewis, before the break, we were discussing the things in our running race at the end of the month that we may have missed. We may yes. have missed a few things. We've talked a lot about who's who's going to win, but yeah. we haven't talked about the actual event. The theatrics of it, because yeah. this is bigger than the Olympics. So right now, we have a venue, we've got a time, we've got a place, we've got a length. It's yeah. a 400 and Lewis meter race. Yeah, standard. But, uh, we need... Uh, we need to make this a spectacle for yeah. everyone who turns up. It needs to up. be a great sporting event, one of the, that goes down in history. Yeah. So we are, so we put it to you guys, what way have we missed? And our first caller, Matt. Matt, what have we missed for our race? Um, right, i got a drum kit right in Adelaide. I reckon I bring that over, and I've got a drum roll before the race, and then once the race starts, I just do one of those sick beats that you hear in one of those early 2000s minigame like, racing things. <laughs> yeah. So, so you think a drum roll before the race? that, yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Can you give us like a demonstration just on the table there? A demonstration on the table. Hold on a sec, man. Let me of what it could sound like? All right. This is his drum roll audition. <laughs> Here he comes. Oh, well, he's actually pretty strong. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Very Are you good. doing that with, with pens? I was doing that with drumsticks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he's a serious. All right, brilliant. Thanks we'll see much, you in Matt. Melbourne then. Thank you very much, Matt. I like Matt. that drum roll. And uh, our next caller, Bob. Bob, what have we missed for the race? Mate, you've missed an over-enthusiastic dad sitting on the sidelines with oranges cheering you on. Absolutely. Oh, we, do. we do. need that. Yeah, but uh, Luke isn't allowed to eat oranges because they're too healthy. Maybe mm. we'll have oranges for me, and then for Luke we'll have uh, half half donuts. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Easy. Have some Krispy Kreme or something. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, bring that, bring that along, only, Dad. I'll only do orange-flavoured oh, yeah. donuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Bob. We, we've got uh, two things now. And our next caller, Adam, what have we missed for the race? I reckon you've missed theme songs, boys. So you could run out like up the AFL, you run out to a theme song. Right. theme song. For example, I, I know um, Lewis has got a... He's a big fan of Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've got one for him here. Yeah. So have you heard the song Viva La Vida? Yes, I have. Great song. So it'd be like, I hear Team Chubby eating donuts. <laughs> He's a big fat idiot, and I'm going <laughs> to beat him because. And then you can just like elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. Thank you very much. Are you sure that was Adam, or was that Chris Martin on the phone? Because <laughs> that was that was pure god. That didn't even rhyme. No, it doesn't need to rhyme. It's just the truth, and that's all that we need for this race. And uh, our final caller, what have we missed for the race? Uh, I think you've missed confetti cannons. Oh, for the start or the end. 
both. For the end. For the uh, you, you could go both. I reckon for the end. Nah, I would love it to rain confetti down as I destroy you in a donut suit because people wouldn't know if it was confetti or sprinkles on my donut suits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. We'll get a confetti cannon. All of those ideas are Luke and Lewis approved. Add it to the list. Yes. And I've... we'll add that to the Facebook event that we're going to make tonight for the event. Yes. So we're making a Facebook event. Uh, please do check our Facebook page tonight. There's going to be a public event that everyone can join and interact and uh, say who they think is going to win and also suggest any other ideas that we may need for the race. The event will be called Watch Lewis, Watch Luke Smash Lewis. Oops, it I almost backed abs- that up. Absolutely <laughs> will not. Luke and Lewis for lunch on AAA Modern Digital. Luke, have you heard about the running of the bulls in Spain? Yes. What um, do you think? Uh, I think it's risky. I wouldn't do it. It's the, it's the tradition where... People just run down the street. Is there one bull? Yeah, uh, I think I think sometimes so. because it's like a citywide event in Spain. What they do is they put a few bulls in like a designated bull track where it can't get out, but it's in yeah. the street, and then that everyone makes the bull angry, and then they run away from it while it tries to kill you, mm. and then uh, usually the bull ends up getting killed. It basically, it's animal abuse billed as like a cultural event. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really gross. But, they also um, do a tomato throwing festival. They need to pick a team. Like like they need to like just you know are they doing yeah with their traditional events like tomato yeah. throwing quite fun bit messy oh well all in good fun yeah. running the bulls also a bit messy but still red but <laughs> also quite a bit of animal <laughs> yeah. abuse involved yeah, yeah so I th- I think that it's horrible and uh, a few people in within Spain also agree and one uh, town has actually come up with a solution for the running of the bulls thing because people still want to do it but they, they want to <laughs> run away from something but they don't want to hurt animals so what they've come up with is a 300 kilogram stone ball it's about three people high and it's a it's a big sphere, and they roll it down the street, and you run away from it. How is that any better than a bull? Well, it's not the only, well. It's better for the bull because there's no bull. Yeah, but, but it's, for the people, how it's is that just better? as dangerous. Because the reason why they wanted to do it is they wanted something less dangerous. It's all and, the thrill of having a bull, <laughs> but no bull. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And and uh, you look at you look at the thing, and it actually uh, there's a video of it. It does look like a little bit of fun, like oh, run away from the big ball. I'm Indiana Jones. But mm. then one guy didn't manage to get out of the way. The ball hit a wall, bounced off it, and then sandwiched him against the wall and the ball itself. Mm. Three hundred kilograms. He fractured his skull, broke three ribs and he's still in hospital. And then he had the quick realisation that I'm indeed not Indiana Jones. That was a movie and I should have never have attempted it. And now uh, I no longer have a holy grail, but I've got a, you know, uh, I'm now in a... Neck mask <laughs> in a neck brace. Neck, mask. neck brace. <laughs> yeah, I think. And you know what they do? They paint a bull on the front of the stone ball, and it's like this cartoon oh. fun, happy bull. <laughs> so you're like, oh, there's a bull. <laughs> yeah, there's a bull coming. Oh no, it's a dude. A 300 kilogram ball is scarier than a bull, anyway. Oh, and, and I've I've been uh, reading uh, some articles about this thing. The ball can reach speeds of 32 kilometers an hour. That's quicker than a bull. Yeah, that's like that's Just like getting hit horns. by a car in a school zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have a, a quote from the organizer of the event. It turns out I was actually wrong. They didn't do this to fight against animal abuse. They didn't do this to save bulls. They just did it because it was cheaper than getting a bull every year. <laughs> it had nothing to do Cheap with saving skates. money. I know, cheapskates. Like, oh, we really did want to abuse an animal, but, you know, cost a bit of money, so nah. <laughs> and then the final quote from the mayor, it, it says... Uh, about the safety issues with this 300-kilogram ball. 
He says, we don't want this to become a tragic event, but rather something fun. It's 300 kilos. It's going to be a tragic event. <laughs> I'm never going to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. That brings us to the end of our show for Monday. Did you forget what day it was? Forgot what day it was on Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> on the first day of the week. <laughs> Monday. That's what uh, day it was, and that's the end. 